Hello, and welcome to the Easy Dizit Podcast, a podcast dedicated to Disney travel planning and entertainment through the lens of mindfulness, behavioral science, and humor. Uh, this episode will be the last episode in our initial three-episode drop. So I hope you've enjoyed them so far. I hope you enjoyed this one. I hope you subscribe. I hope you join us next Monday as our weekly podcasts continue. So we're about to get into news and trivia. Following that, our travel planning segment uh, will feature Autumn, uh, and we'll talk about touring tips for pregnant people. After that, I'll interview my good friend and stand-up comedian, Daniel Cowwhite, about his experiences and opinions on Disney in the Not My Thing segment. All right, let's get into the news. Hi, Autumn. Hi. How are you today? I'm doing well. Glad to be here. Thank you for being here. And uh, hey, the first bit of news, uh, before we get into highly suspect headlines, the first bit of news is uh, we went to go see the Jungle Cruise Friday. We did, and I really enjoyed it. Uh, Tell me about it. You know, Jungle Cruise, I've been to Disney one time, and so I thought the ride was great. We went on the ride. I thought the movie did a really great job providing, like, excitement and kind of backstory to the ride so i am actually more excited and i feel as though i have more of a connection the next time we go to disney and the next time we uh we go on jungle cruise i thought it was great yeah i, I enjoyed it and it was honestly it was well done much better than i thought it was going to be what's your rating uh, so i'm gonna go ahead and uh give it mickey mouse ears so i'm gonna give it a seven seven and a half mickey mouse ears out of out of ten. Seven and a half out of ten Oh, it's not bad. Yeah. So it did pretty good on the autumn rating scale. <laughs> I thought it was good. I enjoyed it. Um, I wanted more jokes, you know, because mm. the ride, it's you're, you're constantly bombarded with jokes, with bad, groany jokes. And I wanted that during the movie. And there were, there was a good amount of jokes. <laughs> there but were. There were. Not the entire movie. Mm. And I, I just wanted a more consistent level of groaning. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like for you, there could always be more jokes. That's true. There could always be more bad jokes. Yeah. That's yeah. accurate. Accurate. Yeah. Uh, there was one scene uh, I thought they did a pretty good job of playing to that experience on the ride where uh, the skipper is giving the bad jokes and maybe you're on a boat full of people who don't get jokes or like jokes or know what's going on. And um, I, I, Yeah. So there were some scenes that I really enjoyed. And I'd, I'd watch a sequel if there were a sequel. Uh, I'd give it, um, let's say, 3.2 backsides of water out of five backsides of water. Uh, Autumn, would you see a sequel if there was a sequel? I would. I would be interested. I think they left it so that could happen if they want to do it. And if not, then it was, I think, a really great movie, you know, tribute to the ride. Yeah, I agree. I agree. All right, let's get into our news segment. And here on Easy Dizit, we don't just do news. We do highly suspect headlines, where I read Autumn some headlines, and she has to that's determine... Me. That's you. Uh, thank you for reminding me. <laughs> Is that me? No, 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 that's her. That's her. Um, uh, you have to determine whether those highly suspect headlines are legit or fake news. Mm. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. You seem ready. Yeah. I feel like you're I did ready. Well. I did well last time. You did. I'm, feeling, I'm still feeling like I'm going to do well. All right. But I do. I have some tricky ones here for you today. Okay. All right. So are you ready? Bring the check. Yep. Okay. No, no looking at the sheet and no reading me. <laughs> I'm not looking at the sheet. You can't read me. Keep your eyes forward. All right. So Scarlett Johansson agrees to merge production company with Disney Studios in preparation of the upcoming Tower of Terror movie. So you know how we were talking about they're yeah, doing a, like that's, yeah, the Tower of Terror movie? Yeah, that she's doing. So she's actually going to merge her company with Disney Productions. 
So merge, so normally when there's like a merger, it means like one of those companies is kind of dissolving and then the other company runs it. Mm-hmm. That's what you mean? Mm-hmm. Repeat it one more time. Scarlett Johansson agrees to merge production company mm. These Pictures, that's the name of her production company, uh, with Disney Studios in preparation of upcoming Tower of Terror movie. No, that's false. It's fake news. Fake news. That's fake news. Yay! Yeah. Woo-hoo! So there's actually a little spin on this, though. It turns out Scarlett Johansson is actually suing Disney over breach of contract for releasing Black Widow on Disney+. Plus. Wow, yeah. that was not supposed to happen? No. She just wanted that in theaters, I assume? Yes, so this is because it's often these uh, stars are paid like a percentage of box office, and that's in the contract that it would be a theatrical release. Uh, Disney Plus is not a theatrical release. You know, it looks sounds like they tried to settle it, and this has come up before. She's not the first star to run into this. And they weren't able to settle it, so yeah, she's suing them. And still going to move forward with this movie? I don't know. Like we might. Steve Gutenberg's probably feeling real so. sad right now, oh, or happy, because now Steve Gutenberg is going to produce the next Tower of Terror movie. Great. <laughs> with his production. I was company. really curious and excited about a an SJ Scarlett Johansson. Scarjo, they call it. Scarjo. So if you're listening, Scarlett, I'm sorry. Please let us know what you prefer to be called. So listen to this, though. So <laughs> yeah. when she filed the suit and Disney came out with like a press relief release and they threw a punch, they threw a punch. Listen to this. The situation is especially sad and distressing in its callous regard for the horrific and prolonged global effects of the COVID-19 pandemic. That's what Disney said about her lawsuit. Like, oh, you didn't hear about COVID, Scarlett Johansson? Oh, come right. on. It's like you guys broke the contract, yeah, whether there was a pandemic or not. You broke that the was contract. What you agreed, yeah, you know. Yep. And how? What's with corporations acting like they're people? You know. Well, yeah. <laughs> and like throwing when it's shade. convenient. When it's convenient. When it's convenient, convenient. exactly. Yeah. Um, and like kind of, and they also in that press release highlighted how much money she earned on the movie. They're like, oh, in addition to the twenty million dollars she earned, it, yeah, it's completely shade. Yeah, it's like. Trying oh, to like use her success Disney, against right. her, and also just being realistic. Disney, how much money do you make? You know what yes. I mean? Like, how, like that's I'm sure it's yes. It looks like nothing. Yes, what Disney makes. Yeah. Another interesting caveat of this now, um, Emma Stone is uh, from Jungle Cruise is also apparently considering similar action. Yeah, oh. because John, same thing happened with Jungle Cruise. They released it on Disney. Wait, Plus. Emily Blunt? You mean? Yes. Sorry. Emily Blunt. Okay. Was she the one in Jungle Cruise? Yes. Yeah. Who's Emma Stone? Emma Stone played Cruella. Oh. Oh, so. Actually, I'm not sure. Maybe it is Emma Stone. Emma Stone. Yeah, I have it in my notes. Oh, it's Emma for, Stone. maybe for Cruella. That's yeah, Disney. for Cruella. But now, Cruella, was that Disney Plus too? We yeah. saw it. We used to, that was, I thought that was excellent. All right. For the next news item, are you ready for the next one? All right. Try not to cheat on this one. Uh, <laughs> flooding in Magic Kingdom results in an area of fantasy land with ankle deep water hmm so i think it's it's possible i remember we were there two nights when it was i mean it was raining pretty hard so there was some there was some puddles yeah i'm gonna say it's true it is true yeah Yeah. they showed some videos and there's like this little kid literally swimming (laughs) i was just remembering we were there at night and i was like oh no i remember like we had to go like there was some big like you had to go around it, it would have been. It might have been even past my ankles. Yeah, we were. It was right <laughs> at right. the bottom of the TTA. Yeah, there was a giant yep. puddle. Yeah. Yep. 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 So that happened. That All happens. right. I'm the two for two. F- you're two for two. You're doing All really right. Well. You ready for the next one? Ready. We got a science one here. Ooh. Yeah. 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 So a five-year study suggests that Disney princess culture increases toxic masculinity in boys and girls. 
this is Disney did the study? No, Disney did not do this oh, study. Oh, I was going to say. So it's definitely false. So it would be an this. academic study. Academic study saying that... Suggests prolonged... that Disney princess culture increases toxic masculinity in boys and girls. Hmm. I know there are similar studies. I don't know about... Can I get any hints on this? No. Study? no. <laughs> well, actually, yeah, no, I can't. Okay. Because if I would give you any hints, I guess I could have to either make up details I'm gonna on the fly. I'm going to say it's true. So it's not. This is false. Oh, okay. But there was a recent study. Yeah. And it's actually a five-year study suggests that Disney princess culture has the reverse effect on toxic masculinity in boys and girls. How would they measure that? Yeah. So this is really interesting because the um, the person who did this study, I believe her last name was Coyne, and I'll link okay. the study or I'll link the article reporting the study in the show notes. She did a study five years ago and it was one of those in the raft of studies saying how uh, Disney princesses are actually, you know, how they can be bad for kids' psychology. Yeah. But this was a longitudinal study. She did a five-year follow-up and she found with these the four and five-year-olds when they were 10 or 11... They, I'm going to use a quote here, they tended to adhere less to the hegemonic or toxic masculinity and were more likely to view women as equals. And they were also more likely to allow men to express emotion or cry. So, yeah. So, but what was the, I'm, yeah, I just have questions about like more in-depth about the study. Which well, you're going to have to I'm read the have study. To read out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're uh, self-report in scales. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So this is someone who's, you know, been part of the research in the past, kind of like talking about the dangers of this or like what's wrong with this. And now she's kind of flipped. She's followed the data. She's followed her own data and yeah. changed her mind. And I think that's that's a scientist right there. When you're able to say, that hey, is. I was wrong. Yeah, no, I'm curious to read more about the study. I'm curious to read more about the study. Check the show notes. I'll put a link in the show notes. Okay. <laughs> Because if so, that may, I mean, I guess I'm thinking the positive is that we, we can input more things into these movies that we know can have a positive impact on, on young people. You know, like diversity and representation in different ways. And Yeah. Um, and that's one of the things they talked about in the article. They talked about, they, they she split uh, Disney princess movies into three different categories, going back to like the um, glitz, helpless princess, mm -hmm. um, to more, um, that's kind of like a side character or, or not, like she doesn't have agency, to mm -hmm. uh, princesses who do have agency, but still really focused more on like romantic interests. And now the, the later tranche, the later group of princesses that are strong independent characters like your Moanas, your Tianas, yes. things like that. Yes, so that's why I was wondering what she's measuring because like, the did. princesses... And she broke it down and the people who were primarily exposed to those glitzy, helpless females, yes. those are the ones whose opinions still didn't hold from a 3 to 4 to 10 year olds. Those are the people who still developed more feminist views. The, the <laughs> ones that were exposed to those helpless females. It's really interesting. It goes to show yes. you that what, what hmm. impacts us as people isn't always necessarily the movies and the way it does impact us may not be as obvious as it seems. Right. Like maybe right. that, and she kind of talked about this, maybe those 
um, those movies sparked conversations with parents. Right. right. It's more than just right, right, right. It's the environment. Like so imagine with so our daughter, much. like if we showed her uh, the Cinderella movie, yeah. what conversations are happening after the Cinderella movie? Yeah. So that's and that's interesting because like I can't come. My mom is a baby boomer and is very you know independent and uh, and I did not see any of the classic and I still haven't most yeah. of them Disney movies you know because she just was like the thought was what is that gonna, what, yeah. what is that going to do? And I think what they're saying in the study is. If you did see those movies, you'd probably still be just as feminist as you are now, maybe even more so. And maybe part of that is the... And I think what Coyne highlights in the article is like the supportive discussions that happen afterwards. Right. Like your mom, after watching Cinderella with you, is going to have some things to say. Well, we and we did. I never saw the movie and still had the conversation. So I think that's um, that's interesting. Interesting Um, study, right? Yeah, I want to check... So you got Check that one out. wrong, though. I just want to make sure I know. that you got that one wrong. That's, I know. That's I, noted. That's Everyone okay. keeping score at home. Two out of three. Two out of three. <laughs> still one. All right. Last headline. Twisted Sister. Uh, <laughs> Twisted Sisters, the band. Yeah. D. Snyder tests positive for COVID-19 and blames Disneyland. True. That is true. Yeah. Yeah. His wife took the kids to Disneyland uh, and uh, they came back yeah. a little, little bit of sniffles. He got. He's been vaccinated. Yeah. And he's had COVID before, too. But, uh, um, but the kids not. The kids came back with COVID. Uh, he ended up getting the sniffles. He said it's, it wasn't like a really serious thing. Like, and he is old. He's D. Snyder. Um, you know, so he's probably an at-risk population, but he had like a cold, really minor symptoms, but tested positive for COVID. Mm. Blaming Disneyland. And he actually advised in that article, he's like, no one go to Disneyland. <laughs> And I'm like, I'm going to Disneyland. So you gave me four, I just realized. So I got three out of four. I'm going to Disneyland next week. And so I'm like, do I listen to D. Snyder? You just wear your mask. Just wear your mask. Yeah. But I mean, it's D. Snyder. (laughs) I I take a lot of advice from D. Snyder. Don't. (laughs) All right, everybody. So next up is A. Stumps J, where I, Autumn, provide, um, or I ask Justin questions based on facts related to Disney World, Disneyland, Universal, and such. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm kind of testing his knowledge. And I'll say again, this is tough. It's tough to find like good facts because he knows a lot. Stop so saying that. Let's go. These are really tough questions. I never get them right. <laughs> <laughs> well, that means that I'm doing a good job finding tough questions. But there are a lot that I'm like, nope, nope, he knows that. Nope, he knows that. Nope, he knows that. All right. Okay, so the first one. You can mail letters from this very special place in Universal Studios. Oh, I was just reading about this, actually. You can from Hogsmeade. Yes. And it, has, it comes with a, um, a postage, not a postage stamp. What do you call it? Not a postage stamp. Yeah, the, uh, a special marking yeah, signature. The, the, the mail marking, yeah. Hogsmeade. Yeah. So I've, okay, that's good. That's good. Yeah, so I thought that was really cool. And if any of you there are, are big fans, they say you can use that. And they're always, they're always, I guess, the cast members are like surprised that they don't get more people, that you could actually, like if you're having like a Harry Potter-themed wedding or I don't know, bridal shower, baby shower, what have you, um, you could go and actually um, send out like postcards and invitations from Hogwarts, which is really cool. Oh, that's nifty. Okay, so next question for Ace Stumps J. I'm ready. Give it to me. Let's go. What precious item is painted on It's a Small World in Disneyland? Precious item. Or material. Maybe material is a better word, but precious material. Oh, it's gold. It's gold lilting. It's gold, um, 
gold, not lilting. Yeah, it's it's gold. Twenty two uh, karat gold. Yeah. Instead of paint, because paint would foil. Gold, yeah. gold uh, foil. Would uh, would oxidize and fade over time. So yeah, it's Disney was like, nope, we're gonna use twenty two karat gold. That's nice. Mm. All right, you're two mm. for two so far. This is good. So should we should we scrape? Should we bring like a scraping tool? <laughs> no. no, it's probably not worth it. I feel like that's frowned upon. Okay. <laughs> Next one. What was the original plan for the Pirates of the Caribbean ride in Disneyland? So it's going to be a walkthrough exhibit. Yes. Oh, three for three. That's great. That's awesome. You gave me park right, ones so this time. You didn't give me any movie ones. Oh, okay. Here we go. A few now famous people got their start at Disneyland. Mm. Steve Martin worked where? This oh, is no. a three-parter. Yes. He worked in not the... It, but it's where the I think the important is now. He worked at the the movie. Oh shoot! He worked. It was a movie. He worked at a movie. He worked at the theater. He worked at the theater in Disneyland. I forgot what it's called. Do you want me to give you the name? An- not Anthenaeum. That's not what they're calling it here. What is it called? It's just the Magic Shop. Oh, he worked in the Magic Shop. That's not the movie theater. theater. No. Okay. Did yeah, he work just in the, the Magic Shop? It so. just so he worked in the Magic Shop. Yep. Okay. Maybe and I'm thinking of someone else. Michelle Pfeiffer dressed up as which character and greeted guests? Oof. I'd get a guess. I don't know on that. Cinderella? Nope. Alice in Wonderland. Oh, she's the best. And Kevin Costner was what? A creep. He creeped on people. What ride? He was. He worked on a ride? He worked on a ride. I'll tell you, this one's very timely. Yeah, give me a... Very give me timely. A, for what we talked oh, about Oh, Jungle today. Cruise. He was a Jungle Cruise skipper? He was a Jungle Cruise Shut skipper. Shut up. Kevin yeah. Costner? Yeah. Wow. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Right. That was a good one. I'm gonna yeah. look into that Steve Martin because I feel like I feel like he did. He started in the theater and then maybe moved to the magic shop. I think he might have had one more than one job there. I'm gonna oh, look that's into possible. That. I'm gonna look into that. Well, thank you so much. Those were good. I did better this time. You did. You I did. did. Which is important. It's important to me that I get a lot of those right. You did better. And uh... <laughs> um, okay, so that concludes both our news and our trivia segment. We're going to go ahead into the travel planning segment. And Autumn, you're going to join me again for that. Yeah, I am. We're going to talk about uh, both your experiences and your recommendations as a professional for touring, uh, walking around Mm -hmm. Disney World and and similar parks as a pregnant person. Yeah, it's it's going to be be fun. fun. And then we're going to talk to my my buddy Dan, who has some interesting opinions on on Disney World. I'm excited. I'm excited to hear from Dan. Bye, everybody. Thanks, Autumn. Welcome to our trip planning segment. Uh, In this trip planning segment, we're going to talk about Disney while pregnant. And today, uh, to help with that, uh, we have my wife, who is a perinatal therapist, a childbirth educator, and a full-spectrum doula, my wife, Autumn. Hello, everybody. I'm really glad to be on. Glad to have you on, because I know very little about this. I've never been pregnant. Have you been pregnant? I have been pregnant. How many times have you been pregnant? I've been pregnant once, once. and I have uh, supported a lot of people through pregnancy and birth. So I'm talking from both ends, personal and experience, professional experience. So having said that, though you have that personal experience and that professional experience, we will not be giving medical advice on this podcast right. um, uh, or any... Uh, if any specific advice if you have specific concerns who should they talk to you should talk to your your provider and if you know yeah yeah if anything comes up you have any questions if i say anything you're like oh what's that feel free to talk to your provider about it um there's different kinds of care providers and uh yeah talk to the one you have talk to the one you have 
All right. So the way I thought we'd talk about this is maybe, so your body goes through changes when you're pregnant, right, Autumn? You could say that. That's true. <laughs> so far, I'm so good. That might be a good way to put it. Okay. So I thought we'd maybe break down how that will change your touring or your travel planning mm -hmm. based on some of those, change, those changes. Yeah. So the first thing, we, we kind of, we put them all down, and I think the first ones that popped up, maybe the biggest thing, mm -hmm. is just the changes uh, that are related to your feet, legs, and hips. Yeah, so your joint areas pretty quickly in pregnancy, even in, you know, as, as, as soon as, you know, even six weeks in the first, uh, six weeks into the first trimester, um, your body begins to change, and those changes happen as a result of pregnancy. Um, and there, there's good things to them, certainly, and they, they change as a way to help uh, the baby develop and to help you through the birth process. But sometimes those changes can cause a little bit of challenge for us. And sometimes when we're when we're pregnant, those challenges can happen for us in the joints, specifically, you know, feet or um, ankle pain, hips pain. You've probably heard commonly things like um, symphysis pubis pain or SI joint pain that, that's in your hip. And that all happens because um, quite literally your ligaments loosen. Um, and that's actually due to, it has a funny name, uh, a hormone called relaxin, <laughs> which quite literally relaxes your joints and your bones and again the purpose of that is uh, to um, make the birth process and make the process of the baby coming through the birth canal easier of course we know that going to Disney involves a lot of uh, walking so if you are experiencing any pain any pain at all even if you're not experiencing anything if you're going on this trip because it is it's intense walking um, I would definitely recommend talking to your provider and if you don't already see um, a physical therapist it might be good to check in with one um, particularly a, a pelvic floor physical therapist because that's a physical therapist that specializes um, in pregnancy and all of that pelvic floor function a typical Walt Disney World trip uh, yeah. you can walk 8 to 10 miles a day yeah so that's all I mean that's a lot for even if you're not pregnant and even if you're in decent shape that you know you can be tired at the end of a day mm -hmm at Walt Disney World and so it's certainly good and, and for the most part if you're healthy walking is good and exercising is good in pregnancy but I would either way check in with a provider let them know um, and then if you are experiencing any you know discomfort or pain to definitely check in with a provider um, and, a, and a PT. So moving on to some specific yeah, points what are, some, what are some good things to do. Yeah. Comfortable comfortable shoes and when I mean shoes I should really say sneakers like you want to want not sandals not flip-flops not even something like flats though they're cute and they're great like in our day-to-day -day walking here and there but you're really going to want a supportive something that's going to support your knees um, your ankles which will likely um, be swollen uh, <laughs> to some extent just either because it's hot and because you're going to be moving so much so, um, so multiple pairs of shoes if you can one to two pairs even two just to give I think the shoes a break because by the end of the day, I could feel like my shoes were, <laughs> right. my sneakers were well worn. So tip one, comfortable, supportive shoes. Mm -hmm. And if you can, bring multiple pairs. Bring multiple pairs. And yeah. don't go for cute, go for comfort. Go for comfort. Okay. Your feet are going to thank you. Maybe you can you can find a compromise, or not a compromise, but something that's comfortable and, and slightly cute. Yeah. But a lot of comfort... Or I would say bring a cute pair too and like if you if you just like I want to go somewhere short or you're gonna like I don't know take that boat ride from 
um, the French Quarter over to Disney Springs, and it's not a lot of walking and to be doing, bring a pair of cute shoes if you go out somewhere nice. But just if it's going to be like a park day, I'm going to suggest you just do Got sneakers. It. Yeah, but bring right. cute shoes. So tip number two, give us another tip for, to address some of the uh, the changes in your body and your your feet, legs, and hips. So movement breaks. So oftentimes you hear about continuing to move in pregnancy, you're going to get plenty of movement uh, being at Disney World and walking. Um, scheduling breaks is going to be really important. Um, so that's just going to be, even if it's like three or five minutes, like in between walking from one ride to another ride, mm-hmm. to sit, um, if you can, to just elevate your feet. And that, again, is mainly to you know decrease any swelling. Taking advantage of breaks, um, just if you're going to be, you know, I don't know, dining or getting a quick something to eat. That's a good way to schedule in a break is scheduling a sit-down yes. um, dining experience. Yes. And can I say one thing about the benches? Yes. So if you are using a, um, say you're, we talked about it in other episodes, touringplans.com, and you've developed a specific itinerary, uh, you can adjust the slider for slow walking and very slow walking. So that will let you go slower and build that into your plan, but also build in some time for a five or 10 minute, whatever you think, uh, break in between rides. Yeah, and I would say the thing with the breaks is it's like oftentimes people break when they're like, oh, you know, I'm a little, I'm sore, or, you know, mm-hmm. my pelvis is feeling a little, mm-hmm. you know, rickety. Yeah. Break before you even get there. Just, yeah. just take in breaks because that's what's gonna, that's really gonna, gonna spare you. And again, you, you quite literally have your biology is changing, uh, and you have hormones that are doing all sorts of things. Now, when you went <laughs> mm-hmm. day one, we went for five days, I think. Day one. Yeah. How were you feeling compared to day five? Yeah, day one, I felt like great, had a lot of energy. I went just in, like I was 13 weeks, so I was just entering into the second trimester. Mm -hmm. That exhaustion that you have in the first trimester just really lifted for me. So great, but then by the end of it, I will also say I have some joint issues generally without pregnancy. I have some some osteoarthritis. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, by the end I was... We'll talk about some of the things I used. <laughs> I used there just to, to make sure my, my knees were getting a break. Um, I will also say another great way to get a break, um, other than putting your feet up and utilizing breaks for food, is to plan um, put in attractions that are in that are long, that involve AC, and that have short wait lines. Mm, carousel of progress. Of yeah. Yeah, yeah, carousel of progress. Any of your shows. You really liked the uh, Finding Nemo show at Animal Kingdom? Yes, the shows were great. And it is a nice break, again, just from the heat. You get mm-hmm. to sit, um, AC. So make sure you schedule some of those things. That may be like if, you, if you're if you someone, too, that's been to Disney before. Maybe you didn't do as much of like the shows and you were mm-hmm. kind of like a coaster person. It's, they're awesome. They're awesome. I agree. And um, I think you'll enjoy them, even if you find you're not typically a, a show person. Uh, the, there's an animation experience at Rafiki's Planet Watch. That was a solid oh, half was, hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think 45 mm-hmm. minutes. That was great. Mm-hmm. Next thing. So next tip. So we're on tip number three now. Yeah. Focus on minimizing time in line. Mm-hmm. So all I'll say here is check out the touring plans episode. We talk a lot about how you can spend less time in line. Yeah. So have a plan and check out that episode. There's great tips to that. So the next thing, and I mentioned this earlier, take advantage of the wheelchairs or the ECV to give your body a rest. Mm-hmm. And again, I say this, if you if you know you have some some type of uh, challenge with like your pelvis, something like I mentioned, uh, symphysis pubis, or just, you know, you're, you're noticing your pelvis is a little more loose, 
even if you're not having a particularly hard time, give yourself a break. Let somebody like wheelchair you around, yeah. you know, for, for an hour, just so that you're able to get you're get able to get the the balance of, of exercise and, and get the balance of rest. I will say by day three, mine and again I have knee challenges, so this might you know not not apply to you that by the third day a combination of being pregnant and just that amount of walking and some of my knee challenges um i did i ended up getting a wheelchair and it was great um it was I, great by the end of day three i was I, I mean it was i had to go back to the hotel and just ice and like my knees were just throbbing we had to just stay in the hotel yeah. um which was fine and then we hung out in the hotel and got to enjoy that we paid for it um but it was also really nice to be able to take breaks. So, so, so use those. They have the wheelchairs and the ECVs for a reason. Yes. Um, even if you do like a half hour or an hour a day, you know, when you when you rent one of those out, I think it's totally worth it. Yeah. So you can rent them out for the day. Yeah. Um, the wheelchairs, I will say, you need someone to push the wheelchair, and they need to be an able-bodied person mm -hmm. because you you it's walking plus right and there are wheels but uh you need to be able to there are some hills you know thinking about the uh the queue for space mountain it's a bit of an incline um but personally for me i loved it because i'm the control person i did all the travel planning and so it was really rewarding for me to push her around disney world <laughs> yes <laughs> you enjoyed it it can be fun it can kind of be like you know and again, I just, it can be helpful. You, you quite honestly have a lot of, your body's going through a lot of biological changes and it can be nice just to have a little bit of a break. Okay, so there is something else, another option. Um, if your pregnancy or other uh, disability, permanent or temporary, precludes you from waiting in lines. And that is the Disability Accessibility Service. Now I should say up front that mobility concerns alone that can be addressed with a wheelchair or an ECV will not be enough to get you the disability accessibility service pass. If you've talked to your provider and they don't think you should be waiting in long lines and wheelchairs or ECV will not work for you, this could be an option. So basically how this works is you go to guest relations and you talk to a cast member there. There's a guest relations at each of the four parks. Um, you tell them what your needs are and what your concerns are and they will present solutions. And the solution might be a wheelchair or an ECV. And if you can explain to them how that won't work for you, um, it might be the Disability Accessibility Service Pass, where you go to the line, you let the cast member at the front of the line say, know that you have the DAS Pass, and they give you a window to come back for. The, it's usually the amount of time uh, the standby line is. So it's a 50 minute standby line, they might give you a pass to come back in 40 to 50 minutes. So you can go sit down somewhere air conditioned, relax, so you're not standing. Um, but like I said before, if it's just a mobility concern, um, that probably won't be enough. So talk to, think about it yourself, talk to your providers. Um, this might be an option for you. Um, but uh, Autumn, it's not something that you needed with your particular no. pregnancy. Yeah. Um, and, and many people find that they don't need it, but everybody's right. different and it's an option. Yeah. And if you're a pregnant person with a disability. Yeah. Yeah. Well, even more so. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Maybe there's a disability that was present before, and uh, but you didn't need the DAS, but it was right. exacerbated by the pregnancy. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. To the point. All right, so that sums up some of the tips for your body changes related to joints in your feet, legs, and hips. Next, we'll talk about, well, Florida is hot, right? <laughs> and what happens? Tell me about uh, being warm when you're pregnant. Yeah, so, you know, again, if you know someone that's pregnant or you've been pregnant, 
uh, you know that um, it, it's you're gonna get hotter easier when you're pregnant. And that's because you're growing a human baby, but more specifically because your blood volume increases because you're growing a human inside you, um, because you're increasing the amount of fat you have, quite honestly, just your, your fat tissue um, increases. And that's again, to sustain, uh, sustain life. So you will get hotter easier being pregnant than if you're not pregnant. That is that is a fact. But there are some really great things you can do. And as someone that um, again knows the pregnant body really well and has been pregnant in Disney World, I have some great in tips July. In July. So yeah. like that's I mean about yeah. as hot. Maybe August is a little it's hotter. It's quite warm. It's quite warm. Um so the, the honestly the main thing and when I think about it, so we're I don't know if Justin's you said this, we're in Connecticut. So it's like we have hot days in the summer, but it's not Florida hot, mm -hmm. you know, most of the time. You know, I was really nervous at first about going in hot, but we got this thing called a cooling towel, which um, is this cool kind of like athletic material and you just completely soak it, you wring it, and then you put it on whatever part of your body. Typically like the head and neck, because that's where you get really hot. And so if you apply coolness, that helps your temperature stay stay lower. And I can't even, it was amazing. There was only one day, one day, and I was pregnant. There was only one day where I was like, oh, you know what? I'm a little, you know, I, I kind of like need to get out of the heat right now. Other than that, I really have no, it wasn't any hotter than what I'd experienced here in Connecticut. Like I was, it was like, and I was pregnant. So a cooling towel, um, even bringing uh, two of them if you want. Mm -hmm. Another good thing that we brought was um, just a tiny little misting fan just to get like some water in your face, mm -hmm. um, to get some air moving. I will say Disney was really good between the lines that you're waiting in for for attractions, a lot of the attractions themselves. <laughs> like they're paying to kind of air condition parts of the air yeah, outside. Like jungle cruise. Like it was very like even going you know the distance from ride to ride, it really was was comfortable with that that cooling towel. So that is I think definitely a must. I would also say, in terms of what you're wearing, breathable clothing. Do not bring jean shorts. They're cute. Don't bring jean shorts. Maybe if you're going in December, I should change that. Maybe if you're going December, bring some jean shorts. If not, like like uh, athletic material. I didn't have a lot of shorts. I personally am not a short wearer. I just went to um, Savers, if you're listening, that's like a chain, you go to Goodwill, any thrift stores, and I just bought a couple like athletic shorts. I just brought like bought some extra tank tops. I don't think I spent more than $20 on this and um, was really just comfortable. It lets the air hit you. You don't, if you get a little wet or you want to put some water on you, you don't stay soaked. So we have cooling towel, a misting fan, yep. um, breathable or wicking athletic clothing. Mm -hmm. um, any other tips? Uh, yeah, so I would say, and this was something actually you suggested first, was um, just taking, like literally like, taking your time to go in through stores instead of like having to walk out. Like there's a lot of um, indoor stores and just things that you can walk through so you don't always have Cut to be through. outside yeah. um, in the heat. And the next tip, this was like the biggest thing, and I really do think this is a gem because I think a lot of people that plan to go to Disney don't think about this. Do not plan to be in the parks during the hottest part of the day. Don't do it. A lot of people get there, like when we would be leaving, a lot of people are just getting there. In between like 10 and 12 o'clock, mm -hmm. people are just like, that's when they're mm -hmm. getting there. Do not do it. Justin did some wonderful planning, um, and I know he'll have, he had some other episodes where we'll talk more about how to, how to plan, but basically just, we get there early in the morning, yeah. and we were like done by like 11, 11 11.30, we yeah. were gone, we'd be heading back when everybody was coming in, mm -hmm. and then we'd hang out at the hotel, we went, we did a cool lunch at Sonoma, so like leave, don't be in the parks between 12 and really 4 o'clock if you can, like go do yeah. something else, and then come back for the evening, yeah. um, especially being pregnant, I, there's no need, there's just no need to be there. All right. <laughs>
All right. Yeah. Good tips for uh, how to handle some of that heat intolerance that you might have as a pregnant person. Exactly. Um, so one of the things uh, that I've heard, and I, I didn't notice it with you actually, yeah. ever, hmm. but that um, some pregnant people can become exhausted a little bit, uh, a little bit easier. There's more of you. <laughs> you know, no, it's just there's more, you know. Again, I would say breaking to rest mm. just throughout the day. And that doesn't have to be like, oh, it doesn't have to be a long period of time, but really making sure that you take time, whether it's in between rides, whether it's in between, um, even if you're waiting for somebody else, like don't wait in the hot sun, go wait in a store, if some, you know, with somebody else, but just make sure to take time to rest. It doesn't have to be a rushed um, experience. And I would also say in terms of being pregnant, you know, it's di every pregnancy is different, but typically I think the second trimester is, is really tends to be the best for the majority of pregnant people because the exhaustion and the nausea and some of the other things that are happening in the first trimester are happening. The third trimester is you're just getting larger so if you um, can and you're plan carrying it. more around. So if you can plan it, second trimester uh, is, is really... Uh, the best time to go and, and to do a lot of traveling not just Disney the second trimester tends to be um, that's kind of like what they call it like the glowing trimester like you're typically okay. feeling good your energy oh, good. Um, yeah it's good so <laughs> I would do that and then though I say last but certainly not least I want to talk about nutrition and hydration which is important all the time it's important when you're in hot sunny Florida and it's super important being pregnant in hot sunny Florida so here are my tips now we know when we're hot in general our, our appetite sometimes decreases like you don't you don't want to eat you kind of just maybe want something to drink or want some water mm -hmm. but you need to eat and you're pregnant so you really need to eat because you have another human being quite literally taking half of the nutrients that you, that you take in so my suggestion would be to pack snacks nutrient-dense healthy snacks and and even if you have a little bit from the morning throughout the day at a time that ensures that you're making sure that that you're eating things it can be tempting too you're going to smell disney has this great way of like it's only just amazing smells like you don't smell when you go to like other amusement parks you smell a lot of things you're like oh man yeah you it, smell you a lot can't, of things like not once there was not what everything just smells like this you just it's like a light sugary sweet it's just amazing, and and there's a lot of good things, but a lot of things that don't have a lot of nutritional value, like um, what am I thinking of? I don't know, like cotton candy. Cotton candy. There we go. Um, so, but this way, if you bring snacks, a you're saving some dollar, and uh, you're making sure that you're getting what you need throughout the day. So, small healthy snacks is really important, and along with the eating is the hydration. Mm -hmm. You can become dehydrated again very, very, very quickly. Um, something that we did, which again, talk to your provider about this, uh, but something that we did that my provider was like, yeah, that's great, it was just to bring Pedialyte. So we just brought a water bottle, there's free water, a lot yeah. of people don't know this, there's free water everywhere and it's delicious. Yeah. Um, you just ask for it if you bring a water bottle. service locations. And we just had packed Pedialyte and we, I just drink Pedialyte and all the water. And it's nice because that's like, it's kind of a special treat, it's sweet, you know, mm -hmm. jazzes up the water a bit. Um, so in terms of eating and hydration, pack healthy snacks to have. Again, it's, it's hot, you might not feel the urge to want to eat a lot, but making sure you have a little bit both saves you some coin and make sure that you and baby are, are getting food. Hydration, bring a water bottle, there's free water, and maybe even pack um, 
some Pedialyte. And I will say, you're going to have to pee a lot because you're pregnant. And hopefully you're going to be staying really hydrated. Mm -hmm. Bathrooms are everywhere. I was just another thing I was concerned about. I have to pee a lot anyway. I drink a lot of water anyway. There were there were literally was not one time. You know, sometimes you're like, oh man, the bathroom and where is it? And like you got that, you really got to pee, and you're trying to search for one. There was not as I mean, as soon as I needed to pee, it was like, oh, walk out. There's the bathroom. Not once. I didn't have to wait once. I never had to wait in a crazy long line. Like there was a plethora of bathrooms everywhere. Hmm. So don't let that be a, a deterrent from you going to Disney because you're gonna say hi. Keep drinking the water. Keep There's the plenty water. of places to pee. Plenty of places to pee. Plenty right. of free water. You can't. Free it's water. a win-win. It's a win-win. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That seems like some really good tips on eating and hydration when pregnant. I would say so. So I think hmm. one question that comes up. I've seen it come up in groups. I've seen people ask this question a lot. Is I've I'm going to Disney World. I've looked at the ride restrictions for pregnant people. Should, is it worth going? Is it worth shelling out that coin to go to Disney World if I can't ride Big Thunder Mountain? Absolutely. So <laughs> I, I there's certain rides. I'm not like a huge roller coaster person. So there are certain rides at Disney like I was like, oh, I probably wouldn't do even if I wasn't pregnant, honestly. But even if you are, there's, there's, <laughs> there's so many other rides that you're going to love. And if you haven't been to Disney before, like the, the lines that you're in to even wait to get into the ride oh, yeah. is unheard. I've never, like, I think that was the biggest part of Disney when I had gone for the, and it was the first time was that I didn't realize it. Like you're waiting in this line and it's like you're interact, like it's like you're part of a ride. You're Peter Pan. Super, Excellent line, Peter Pan. Yeah, Peter Pan. What was the flight of passage is beautiful. Flight of passage was beautiful, and I will also say so. There are some rides that Justin went on. Um, it's really easy to like say you're thinking about going on, and then like you get close to it, or maybe you're not feeling so great, or you know like I don't know. Once you're there, and maybe you're planning to go on Soren, and you're like, you know what? I don't know if the motion yeah. is. I'm feeling that right now. It is so easy. You can stay all the way up until like whoever you're with yep, goes okay. in. I'm not riding. Yeah, I'm not riding. And they just at any point you can leave. At any point, I went in on one ride and then changed my mind mm -hmm. and left. And it's Soarin. like so not. Yeah, have a Soren. <laughs> it's so not a problem. So you can leave at any point, even if you change your mind about a ride. And I will say honestly, one of the the most special parts was when I didn't ride and Justin was writing and the cast members because there's cast members there mm -hmm. and I just had like some of the best conversations with them it was really like and I didn't expect that but that was definitely one of my favorite parts and when you're pregnant people want to ask you questions so let's talk about nice. that actually that sounds like something that only you can only do when you're pregnant at yes. Disney World is talk about being pregnant at Disney World yes so tell me about that and tell me about some other fun things that that you can only do when you're pregnant at Disney World. So, well, one, I'll add. So one is just that that chatting with cast members and even just like um, people. We had some really nice conversations on the transportation. Yeah. And we met this really great couple. They had like two older kids and one younger child. Mm -hmm. And um, we didn't know the, the sex yet at the time, but we just had some really, people just engage yeah. us. It was just really special and some nice conversations. And Disney I think, World is one of those places where Everyone's Just, visiting too. Everyone's on vacation. Like other people, places you go, like sure, there are some other people on vacation, but it's not like everybody. There are conceivably people that live there. But in Disney, I think that's I think that's another element. Like I think people are in a happy place anyway. And then I think when you're pregnant, that's another thing that really does. Like people love pregnancy. I think there's a I think there's a there's a connection there because we were all born anyway. So 
Disney World is one of those places where people will talk to complete strangers. Even some introverted people will actually talk to complete strangers. So here, yeah. you can talk about a pretty important thing in your life and maybe in their life, and it's a connection you can make with a, a complete stranger. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yes. Oh, here's a tip. You can get a pin. This is a cool way to announce whatever it is that you're there celebrating, and if you're uh, pregnant, you can put that in. You can put, oh, I, I don't remember the wording I put in exactly, but just like first baby. Yeah. Um, and uh, and it was nice, and we got a little bit of Disney magic, uh, also known as, I guess, pixie dust for that, so we had this really nice uh, lunch. I'm sorry, we did a lunch at Sanaa. Where did we go mm -hmm. to dinner, though? That wasn't Sanaa. That was... Skipper's Canteen, I think you got a little cupcake. Skipper's Canteen, I got a cupcake, but where was the other place in Animal Kingdom that we ate? Just Sanaa at the Animal no, Kingdom Gico. Lodge. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm yeah. I'm sorry, it was Jico. We Gico. went for a dinner, and it was the anniversary of the Lion King, mm -hmm. which was cool. So they had like a special dinner for that, so we got that, and I got a dessert, and we got two free drinks. That's right. So yeah, it was nice. We just got, just because I, I had that pin, and people were like, oh, congratulations. So definitely a way to, to make the trip a little more magical. If you're there, go there to celebrate something. You can make something up. Yeah. <laughs> and, and wear it, because it's nice. It's definitely nice. So they say Disney World is a place to make memories. Yeah, so another thing you can can do is take a lot of photos and particularly of you in the in the belly because that will be a place that you can show baby once they've arrived too that they've been and there's two ways. I mean you can just take pictures I think that's great um, if you are interested in can you can get a memory maker so you can just go up there's people in the park there's cast members that are photographers um, that can take pictures and they automatically like upload to your account so yeah. you can do that too which is nice um, and then you don't have to worry about like carrying something right. there's some really cool like images on rides and they all are just uploaded to this account that you have so um, I'm thinking which rides which ride pictures can you see your belly on hmm maybe Haunted Mansion if you angle it right definitely not Splash yeah, Mountain right? you shouldn't be on Splash Mountain anyway yeah Splash Mountain's no <laughs> That's a drop. Yeah, I don't know. As far as the pictures, because it's normally the head up, I I don't think those pictures are great for belly. I think the the class those the pictures that are going to be better are like um, when you're walking through the park or like yeah. you want to get a picture by anything. Cinderella's Castle in front I don't know in front of the haunted mansion anywhere where you can really like see you and like the attractions behind you. Not necessarily the ones that you take like when you're on the ride. I don't I, I just think. Because of the angle, you're not going to get a lot of belly, but you can take... We got some really awesome ones, and we met Justin's mom, uh, joined us, actually, for a bit, and it was nice to have some with my mother-in-law, too. All right, so we talked about uh, some of the changes that your body goes through when you're mm -hmm. pregnant, and how that could affect your trip, and I think you gave a lot of great suggestions, Autumn. Thank you very much for helping out. I think a lot of people will find this useful. If you have any more questions or any more suggestions, please feel free to email us at easydizitpodcast at gmail.com. That's easydizitpodcast at gmail.com. And maybe when we update this at some point in the future, we'll take some of your advice uh, and steal it and put it on our show. So thank you so much, uh, Autumn, again. I really appreciate uh, you doing this. And uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. Have a good day. Bye. So in this segment, Not My Thing, we're going to talk to somebody who, with Disney, maybe not their thing. And today, uh, we have my friend Daniel Calway, who is a comedian, a raconteur, 
and I'd say just an all-around decent human being. How's it going, Dan? Very good. That was a great description. I'm. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. You know what? I strive for accuracy in my reporting, and I think I hit it, hit the nail on the head there. So good. You should get a job working for the New York Post. <laughs> you bring up your credibility. <laughs> All right, so uh, we're going to talk about um, your opinion on Disney today. Uh, mm. So let's let's start here. In general, how much do you love Disney? Zero. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like. So I mean, if we're talking about the amusement park, mm-hmm. let's start there. I, I don't like it. <laughs> I've got no need. I went once as a lad. I think I was eight. Okay. Um, I remember it being super expensive really hot yeah <laughs> well like you know like i was like because i was be like your dad let me get ice cream yeah He'd be like it's too expensive you can't have ice cream we brought peanuts they were like but you you can't touch the dry ice and i was like it says not to and he says touch the dry ice <laughs> okay that makes sense no this makes sense yeah <laughs> and it was like i just remember like my dad like he paid in cash for the whole family to get in and i have you know, two sisters and a mom. Oh, yeah. And it was like, I was like, wow, I've never... And that was, you know, whatever, 1990 or something like that? Right, right. So, like, imagine 31 years later, like, it's... come on, Mickey, how much money do you need? And the the price of admission and um, resort stays increases much higher than the rate of inflation, too. So it is much ex- more expensive today than it was 30 years ago. Yeah, and I can only... And we didn't even stay in the Magic Kingdom... Because it was too expensive. Like, we got, yeah. like, a hotel room down the road, which was fine. Yeah. And I think we spent one day there, and, like, I liked the, what was it, the, the, the Haunted Mansion? That's a nice, that's fun. You had fun on that? Did you, what do you remember about the Haunted Mansion? When the floor drops, and you get to see how all the people in the paintings were yes. dying. Yes. I liked that. That was interesting. Because <laughs> that was, not that I was, like, a morbid kid, you know? I wasn't, like, a, you know, Dracula boy, but... <laughs> You know, I, uh, that is I a like cool it. effect. It is. It was. It was like, whoa, wow, an alligator's gonna eat that lady. <laughs> so, uh, a fun bit of trivia. So, in Disneyland, mm-hmm. that room was designed. That's actually an elevator in Disneyland. You're actually going down, oh, and it's because you... the ride building is on the other side of a berm. So you have to go. Oh, not the berm. It's on the other side of the train tracks. Okay. So you have to go down to get to the ride building. You, what is a berm? A berm uh, is like, a, I think it's like a levee, only not for water, just like a structural like hill or something. Wow. Levees and berms? Holy macaroni, we gotta get you working on a canal. <laughs> canal chat. Maybe canal that's chat. The next, that's the next podcast. <laughs> canal chat. I'm, I'm in. <laughs> All right, so what about media growing up? What was your relationship with Disney media growing up? I see, I, and I don't know if we talked about this. I've always been a Bugs Bunny guy. Oh, okay. I've never, Mickey Mouse was always like, a lo- like he's not funny. He's, he's not. never He's never done anything that I found amusing. He's, no, um, he's not funny. So like that's, I guess that was always kind of my, like Donald Duck seems like a real, like compared to Daffy Duck. Like Daffy Duck's got, you know, he's got some character. He's a little yes. rough around the edges. Sure. Uh, Donald Duck just sounds like a, he sound like you know, I don't want to listen to that guy talk. He's he's just kind of grouchy. He's just yeah, kind of he's a grouchy like, he sounds like he's got a kazoo in his mouth, and it's just like 
Who wants to talk to someone that has a kazoo in their mouth? So, all right. So you're more of a, a Warner Brothers fan mm-hmm. because that's more of humor oriented. And yeah. What about any uh, any Disney movies growing up that that struck your fancy? My, so my sisters like, so I have younger sisters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, they like, like I, no, it, it never really like, I remember they loved uh, The Little Mermaid. I knew you were going to say that as soon as you said sister. <laughs> and um, the part when she gets her legs and she's got to like swim up to the top of the water. Yeah. And you get to see like a cartoon butt. Yes. That's pretty good. I know that wasn't the point. But uh, I remember being like, yo, cartoon butt. I was like, this movie's pretty good. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. So it seems as though there aren't many Disney movies that you really stuck to as a kid. But your sisters did. So my sister also loved Little Mermaid. Loved mm-hmm. it. Do you think uh, the fact that your little sisters liked Disney, do you think that colored your opinion of Disney as a kid? No. Um, no, because like... I because uh, they would watch movies together. Not that I you know I have a good enough relationship with my sisters. My the sister that I'm closest in age with, Katie, we're complete opposites. But then my youngest sister, Megan, mm-hmm. we're very similar. She's hysterical, uh, but she's more of an introverted, uh, you know, uh, yeah. funny person. If that makes any sense. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, but n- not so much. Like I mean, I try to think of like like there's probably something Disney that I. Like, it was, I, I don't know, there was something about, like, even Aladdin, you know, yeah. it's got uh, Robin Williams, and it's, yeah, that's like the ultimate vehicle for his persona, uh, you know, a genie. Hyperactive could, genie. Yeah, could, that could be absolutely anybody. Yeah. Uh, but there was never, like, like, Iron Giant, I think, was, no, that wasn't Disney. I know that was. Uh, I don't know that. It was Brad Bird. But I don't think he was working for Disney. And Brad Bird's uh, one of the guys uh, that started Pixar. And he directed a bunch of stuff for The Simpsons. So this uh, reminds me. It's not that... We should say this. It's not that you don't like movies in general. Because you are a huge movies buff, right? Yes. Well, yeah. I, I love... I try not to, like, make... Because like, there's some people who just, like, either music or movies like to talk about all the stuff they know. Yeah. But don't actually enjoy Okay. Uh, you, you you know those people like they more. That's like, me and Disney. I love to talk about Disney. <laughs> but you don't you don't you, you don't have it in your you know Walkman or whatever. Uh, I do actually. I have it loaded on a USB plugged into my Honda Fit. I have loops. I have live audio. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yep. But like uh, when and I do like going, but not as much as a. I'm the guy that just likes talking about it. And that's why I have a podcast dedicated to it. <laughs> no, I mean, hey, man, everybody's got to have their thing, I guess. <laughs> All right. So you like movies. You know a lot about movies. But Disney, it's just not your thing, which I completely I, respect. Yeah, like, I mean, Pixar, Toy Story, The Incredibles. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about acquisitions now that we've gotten older. Because I know you, are, you, you have some fandom here. So, like, I mean, Up is an incredible but that was also like i think pre-disney buyout mm. uh and like soul most recently which was pixar and disney soul was incredible i like that it was not a very disney movie though you know it was no, a little weird it's like there's uh there's gravitas to the characters <laughs> um and like they, the way they made queens look uh you know if that's a spoiler alert i don't know it takes place in new york city there's queens in that movie right. blew it right but it's like the way that they digitally uh created 
you feel like you're like walking around Astoria or like Long Island City. Like, it's just incredible the level of detail that, yeah, they pay attention to. And I'm sure that's because like the old Disney movies, like, uh, what I mean, Fox and the Hound. Like, I don't even care about uh, 101 Dalmatians, right? Yeah. Like, that's the classic. And they just remade Cruella. Yeah. But like, I don't. It may. It's more like it makes me sad. I think that there's a lady who wants to kill dogs to make a jacket. Like I thought that was such a messed up movie when I was a kid. I really <laughs> did, and I still think it's kind of a messed up movie. What yeah. kind of villain? Like, do, like Lex Luthor's not killing dogs to make a jacket. <laughs> no, but this lady is. Like, what? A, what? A, who? The, it's terrible. She should have been executed. And those stupid cats too that sing. The Siamese cats. I feel like you've seen this movie recently. I haven't. I don't think I've ever seen the whole movie. Don't the dogs, the parent dogs, steal a car and then they shoot up Corella's house? Is that? How it is? Yeah, that is. Maybe I'm watching The Wire too much. I'm sorry. I don't. <laughs> All right. So, but recently uh, they did acquire Marvel. How do you feel about that? Well, I mean, so it's like, so I love the Marvel movies. And so just, just to kind of like let you know uh, where my heart is with that stuff. So like I'm a huge Edgar Wright fan, uh, okay. you know, Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah. Scott Pilgrim and stuff like that. So he actually pitched the Ant-Man movie that he wanted to make in 2006. Okay. Before they made Iron Man. Okay. So like, and my, my friends always make fun of this. So like they, he got greenlit to make his Ant-Man movie after Iron Man was super successful. Right. Got it. So, but they wanted to like put in all these other Marvel characters when he just wanted to do a standalone heist movie with Ant-Man. They were like, well, you can't do that. And he goes, well, this has ruined my vision. I don't know how much Disney interferes, but that's just kind of like... Yeah. Like, so they got the TV shows on Disney. Like they had, uh, they got Loki now. Yes. They had uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier and yep. then uh, Scarlet, not Scarlet Witch, uh, whatever the witch uh, is. WandaVision. WandaVision. That was a spoiler. That was a legit spoiler. <laughs> but, but it was like they the the endings aren't satisfying. You know what I mean? Like I thought that WandaVision started out cool because it yeah. wasn't uh, you know, like all the other TV shows. It was weird. I like weird. Yeah, and then it's like and then it just got like boring. There was and they're all saving it for the movies, I get it. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like this is all setting up I think it's supposed to be the Doctor Strange movie. Yeah. But yeah. I don't know how much uh, influence Disney has on it. I don't know how much influence Marvel has on it. So, all right. So, not impressed with the way that Disney has treated the Marvel Universe. No, I mean, I mean... Or not satisfied? I don't know how much influence they've had. Because, like, mm -hmm. uh, Kevin Feige, or however you say his name, mm -hmm. the guy that, like, runs the Marvel Studios... I mean, what do they do? Do they get bigger budgets? How do you get a bigger budget than, you know, $100 million? Yeah. But maybe creative control, like you were talking about with, um, he wanted to do the Ant-Man movie. Right, Ant-Man. So, yeah, so, I mean, maybe that's the case where they're trying to, I mean, they make so much, so much money. Uh, they do. You know, merchandising and toys and all that other, uh, but that's, I mean, that's uh, another thing, Star Wars. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if Disney, the new Star Wars movies, with the exception of Last Jedi, uh, are horrible. <laughs> 
like so you liked the last jedi yes the one that everyone hated got it because i'm a big ryan johnson fan yeah uh knives out was tremendous if you haven't seen that yeah it was i saw it on your recommendation actually it's really good so like i mean just and daniel craig is so charming in that movie so the the star wars movies i like i don't care star wars i'm gonna like it i'm gonna enjoy it it's at least four out of five stars just because it's star wars Mm. but it could have been done so much better. It could have had a cohesive storyline, and I think that would have involved having the same directors and writers. Mm-hmm. You know, that I think the way they approached it, with starting off one way and then going another way and then going another way again, it could have been better. If they could have like pre-plotted, you know, a trilogy, yeah, it, it probably would have been better. But like, and I know, like, if I was a kid and they had Star Wars. I would jump right on, mm-hmm. you know, like, cause they didn't, there wasn't a lot of Star Wars stuff. Like when I was a kid, like until I was like, you know, 15, 16, 17, mm-hmm. when the new prequels came out, like uh, Attack of the Clones and stuff like that. Yes. But, um, no, there was just like, it's as an adult, it's so ridiculous. Like how all of a sudden the emperor's force powers were so, he's like, he's, what's her name? Daisy Ridley, she lightning bolts a, 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 a spaceship out of the sky, and it was like, what just happened? And Chewbacca's not dead because he was on another ship. There was only one ship there. Where did he get another ship for Chewie? He's an eight-foot-tall space gorilla. Like, no. He didn't sneak him away. And you're in the middle of the desert in the daytime. I would have seen it. I know. It's bad. It's not good. All right. I respect that. So... In all right, so you going back to Marvel, you like Marvel outside of recent movies, though. You are a Marvel fan, is that correct? Comic books growing up, I still read comics. Like probably my favorite uh, is Captain America. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, given that you do appreciate the Marvel universe, right? mm -hmm. I think one of the cool things I'm going to bring this back to the parks now. One of the cool things about the parks is it can make some of the things you enjoy in movies and bring it to life. So, in California, they just opened up, in Disneyland, um, the Avengers Campus. Okay. And they have, like, Doctor Strange's uh, Sanctum, and they Mm -hmm. have, like, a Spider-Man ride. And, you know, Disney does well with theming. Right. So, having known that, would that, like, say you're at a zero chance of going to Disneyland, because we asked at the beginning, you said you love Disney Zero. Right. What, what is knowing that there is an Avengers campus in Disneyland? What is that? Uh, how does that affect your probability of going? This is going to sound like um, a jerk's point of view. <laughs> well, that's that's the new name of the segment. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I always get a little bit sad. Yeah. Like because I can't really be Wolverine yeah. or the Hulk. Like so, it's like I know I got to leave. Yeah. And I can't, I can't jump away or fly away or, you know, magic a portal and walk, like... Yeah. So it's like, as much as I want to go to, like, Diagon Alley and have some butterbeer or get my wand, like, my wand's never going to turn, you know, in anything, a cup into a pretty girl, Got it. you know? Got it. It's just, it's, so it's kind of upset, like, I know, like, in my mind when I read it or when I watch it and I can imagine it's fun. But it's just like, it makes me a little sad. I know that sounds probably like something a crazy person would say. No, so you're kind of like, you're you're anticipating the return to reality. Right. And that's kind of ruining the experience. And, and it, which is also funny because I, uh, I, I live so much in the moment mm. that for me to not, like, I, I guess when it's too, 
like fantastical right. if we were on the Avengers campus yes. and I got on Cyclops' eyes and I'm lasering people. <laughs> I know I'm not really cutting them in half. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I see that. And, and I'll say, so related to that, I'm really excited about the um, the, the Star Wars themed area. Um, I'm blanking on, what is it? Black Rock Outpost? Outpost? I always say the wrong thing. I think it's Black Rock Spire, Black Spire Outpost. Yeah, Black Rock sounds, that's in Fairfield. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> so I'm really excited to see all that because I hear that it's next level theming. Like you're really right, there. Right. But when you're there in Disney World, you're there with 10,000 people who are also there. Right. And I feel like that, like there's this uh, Oga's Cantina. And I, have, I have reservations. I'm going to Disneyland in August. Okay. You're going to land. You're going to Cali. I'm going to Cali. Wow. I was going anyway to visit a friend and uh, okay. Disneyland opened up and I'm like, hey, let's do this. Got it. So I've got, and I'm stoked because I, like, I've always wanted to be in the cantina in Mos Eisley. You know what I mean? Got it. Yeah. Um, and this isn't Mos Eisley. Exactly. I've always wanted to shoot Greedo before he had a chance to shoot me. <laughs> but I know I'm going to be there and I'm probably not, I'm not going to be in costume. It's not going to be like, I want the full cosplay experience. You know what right. I mean? Right. Like threatening my life, and I know that's not gonna happen. <laughs> right, right. I mean, I would use listen, I'm a light side Jedi, if anything. I know people always say I'm a gray Jedi, and it's like, doesn't exist, okay? And you're trying to work <laughs> with the lore. What color would your lightsaber be? Orange? What planet is it? Come on, get out of here. <laughs> so, um, being a story person, right? You're really into stories. How do you um, feel about the role canon should play in a park? Do you have opinions on that? Interesting. Uh, well, like, so, like, if you were to run into Boba Fett, like, so what they did with Boba Fett and the Mandalorian, I don't know if we're spoiler alert. Go ahead, spoil it. <laughs> uh, Boba Fett's alive. Oh. <laughs> so, like, so, I mean, and as a kid, when I watched Jedi, I always thought Boba Fett died. He got yeah. sucked into the Sarlacc pit. Yeah. And that was the end of him. Done. It's not a second thought. Never. And, like, I never understood why, like, he was such a badass. Because I didn't read, like, Extended Universe when I was a kid. Like, yeah, he just got his butt knocked into a pit, and that was the end of him. He did nothing cool. Yeah, it was like, he got his jetpack hit by, uh, whatever, a stick, right? Somebody had a stick with him? <laughs> Somebody had, like, a space, like a, like a stick? Yep, and, and he, he just went, wow. oh, Boba Fett, Boba Fett's here, Boba Fett. <laughs> That's what took him down. That's what took him down, a stick. Yeah. Just said his, the and then they said his name four times. <laughs> but I mean, so if he were to show up, uh-huh. like prior, or like prior to the Mandalorian, I'd be like, "Yo, what is Boba Fett doing here?" Yeah, he's in the Starlight Pit. He's so, being digested over ten thousand years. The, right. So wait, what was the, the number? What was the number? Did we bring it from zero to what by telling you that Marvel uh, is uh, there? Is it still zero? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I. Like, like you, like you said, if I could get to the park to myself, say I do something, you know, hopefully it's not like a make a wish thing, but I get the whole park to myself, like, you know, me and my, you know, my family, my friends, yeah. like get to like go around like Han Solo. Cause that's yeah. the thing, like, and not to deviate, but if you play a Star Wars video game and you get to choose your character, mm-hmm. right? Like they had the Knights of the Old Republic. Mm-hmm. I'm never picking a bounty hunter. I'm picking a Jedi all the time. All the time. Because I want, I want to be a wizard. I want to be a space wizard. Yep. And I want to be able to do. Agree. No space, space wizards. It's where it's at. Yeah. And there are in that timeline, this period of the timeline, there aren't a ton of 
of Jedi's, if I'm if I'm right. Like if they had done it like Knights of the Old Republic, where Jedi's were all over the place, you know, right, it would make a little bit more sense. Which also like, and, and that's one of the things that was so interesting about um, the first the first one. So like New Hope through Jedi is there's you know effectively four, five if you include Yoda, right? Because it's Yoda, Luke, uh, Obi Wan, Darth, and the Emperor. Right. Okay. No one else is. Well, in Leia, you find out she's fourth sensitive. Right. And then there's six. there's like a a blue force ghost of Qui Gon. Right. After they they added him in though with the. Right, but that's yeah, that's yeah. like after those movies came out, and now all of a sudden there's all these dead Jedi at the Ewoks party, and yeah. the Ewoks are like, we didn't even make any ghost food. How are we going to feed all? This? Ewoks are pretty. I mean, they they'll figure it out. They they work on the fly. And I have no beef with the Ewoks. I think that they were tough fighters. You deserve all the. They're as tough a fighter as a, as a Wookiee. Let's In leave it at that. Let's. I think that is the perfect bookend of this Disney conversation. Is Ewoks? They're all right. <laughs> tough as a Wookiee. And Dan's still not going to Disney World. It's not happening. I don't have a lot of time. And, you know. <laughs> I respect that. All right, Dan, thank you so much for coming on to talk about why Disney is not your thing. It was a great conversation. I appreciate it. And um, I hope as the listeners learned a little bit about Ewoks. Yes, and Justin Lopes, it was an absolute pleasure talking to you today. Thank you very much. And may you have fun in Disneyland. May the Force be with you. And, the, uh, and also with you, sir. <laughs> we lift up your hearts. <laughs> Thanks, Dan. Later, buddy. Well, I thoroughly enjoyed that conversation with Dan. If you're in the New Haven area, you can catch Dan hosting the open mic at Cafe 9 on State Street, Wednesday nights. You can also see Dan at various clubs around Connecticut and New York City. Check out his website, daniellecalloycomedian.com, to see where and when, or to send him some nasty pro-Mickey emails. You can also check him out on Twitter, dannyboy3030. Check the show notes for the links. Similar to other segments of this nature, you may not have agreed with everything we said. We may have said some unpopular things, maybe some entirely incorrect things. <laughs> so if you've got issues with what we said, hey, shoot me an email. Easy Diz it podcast at gmail.com, and maybe I'll have you on the podcast and we can argue. Well, thank you so much for taking some time for you choosing to, to listen to this podcast. I hope you did enjoy it. I hope you liked the news, the trivia, the travel planning segment with Autumn. I think there was some great info in there. I hope you had a chuckle or two when uh, Dan and I talked about Disney. If you have any comments, questions, or concerns about the show, please do email me, easydizitpodcast at gmail.com. You can check me out on Instagram at easydizit. Also, if you are looking to go to Disney World, Disneyland, if you're looking to set sail with the Disney Cruise Line or travel the world with Adventures by Disney, uh, please drop me an email and I'd just, I'd just love to set that up for you. I'd love to talk to you about it, uh, get you and your family excited about it, and maybe offer some of this personalized travel advice. Until next time, take care and easy visit. <laughs>